when there's a decent chance your race car appeared as a blip on an airport's radar. There's definitely a story to tell. Here's Bobby Rahal's story from Sebring in 1986 with the BMW North America IMSA GTP team where the best laid plans certainly went awry. Thanks to Bobby for taking a moment here to spin this yarn brought to us by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and torontomotorsports.com. For a number of years, tried to get a ride with uh, BMW. My, my old mechanic from Atlantic days, uh, Wiley McCoy, after I went into went to Europe, he had gone and worked for McLaren on the BMW turbo four-cylinder engines. He was an engine builder by originally by profession, had been had started way back in the 60s with Holman and Moody and wound his way up north. And uh, after I left the States to go to Europe, he went on to uh, McLaren. He had been working for Doug Shearson in Michigan, so he went on to McLaren and, and started up with them. And I think it was probably 70, I want to say 77, somewhere around there, when Hobbs was driving the BMW and McLaren had a relationship. But anyway, so I kept bugging you know, him and anybody I could talk to at at BMW, try to get a ride in the car and never unsuccessfully. But in uh, 85, I guess it would have been, um, trying to think of his name, Smith, um, can't think of his name right now. He, he'd been an original partner with Bruce McLaren when they started McLaren Engines and McLaren USA. So anyway, he calls me up. We wonder if you'd be interested in driving the, uh, this is when BMW had progressed to a March chassis with a BMW, again, the BMW four-cylinder engine. Basically, yeah, um, Formula One zillion horsepower engine, slightly detuned for endurance racing. It was the first event for, of course, I had driven the March Chevy and IMSA uh, at Sebring in Daytona in 82 um, and, you know, had um, finished second at Sebring with the car. But this was, you know, the next step up. And uh, anyway, so, of course, he said, would I be interested in doing the the long races like Daytona and Sebring? And, of course, I jumped at it and said, absolutely. So I was was very excited. So finally, my chance to drive for McLaren and my chance to drive for BMW. Because, I again, I I was in Formula 2. I tried to get BMW engines. And I I worked through BMW North America, and they they didn't even know they were racing in Europe. That was (laughs) they They uh, they had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, so I never did get that engine. So, but anyway, um, so we, I, so I'm testing it. Uh, so this is 86. So I'm testing at uh, at Laguna in the Indy car and fly all night. Get back to Daytona just in time to make make the press conference where they're they're not entering the race after all because they had on the way down from Detroit they'd stop their road Atlanta to do like a run in and what have you and the car I was going to be in caught fire pretty substantial fire by all accounts so um, they turned around we're headed back to Detroit and there I am sitting in Daytona Beach with with nothing to do so but so you know in the ensuing month and a half or whatever between Daytona and Sebring they uh, they had a fellow who had and was producing the bodywork for the car and they figured you know they figured out i guess what had happened with the fire and I, so i go to sebring and um the cars are there and so i'm, I'm scheduled to drive with john watson and hobbs you know i go out and I, I did some laps and practice and i mean it was the i mean it was so fast it was crazy i mean um i remember i think i set the fastest time or second fastest time in this practice session before qualifying and i, I mean i was in traffic i mean you know there was no way it should have been that fast but I I never, I mean, this when I go up 
behind, you know, like Holbert and the 962, it was just remarkable how powerful that BMW engine was. And I could, I could just kind of pass anybody at will. So <laughs> wow. they, they scheduled me to qualify the car. And of course, this, this was uh, not quite the original track. Turns one, two, three were the original. So you had a very fast, turn one was a very fast left hand bend turn two was a you know a very fast left hand bend maybe a little bit more of a corner than one but still you know uh, you know still a bend and then of course turn three was like a 90 degree and uh, which led into the infield but so i'm i'm going to qualify so the first my first lap at speed i go into one flat and i just kind of breathed it a little bit in two because i wasn't quite sure and, and it was fine so i went into three so i said okay good next lap we'll just go through one and two flat so i come around get through one good I'm in two, I'm flat out. And then all of a sudden the car snaps and it just gets real quiet. Up the car went and uh, it. Uh, somebody saw it. They said it was about 30 feet in the air. Oh my just, God, Bob. It just taken off. And, and then it, it endowed from turn two to turn three, you know, luckily in the sand on the, you know, bus beside the track. So the, you know, the impacts weren't that hard when I, when I hit, but it just kept kind of bouncing nose to tail, nose to tail. And I landed upside down. And so there I am and these corner workers come up and their eyes are as big as they could ever be, you know, and I'm in there and I said, I, I was going to let the, my belts off by myself because I was upside down. And the guy went in and grabbed and I go, no, no, he grabbed him and I and, you know, and release them and boom, I, I go fall down on my head uh, <laughs> and, you know, managed to crawl out. And I had no real issues. I had a mouthful of sand and dirt all over the place and you name it. But uh, what had happened is that the rear body work came off in the middle of two and it took the wing with it when it went off. So it lost all its downforce. And of course, uh, unfortunately for, uh, for John Andretti and, and Davy Jones and can't remember who was the third driver in that car. And then of course, David and John Watson. Um, after that, BMW withdrew that their entries for that right. Well, one was one wasn't going to make it anyway, but the other one they withdrew. So it was a bit of a ignominious uh, debut for uh, for the McLaren BMW program. But later on, you know, I mean, they won Watkins Glen. You know, John Andretti and Davey did, and uh, and had those good races. And you know, luckily it was a pretty strong car. And no, uh, uh, I don't think Steve Horn or Jim Truman were too happy about me because uh, this is, of course, now two two months or so, three months prior to the 500 that we would go on and win but anyway that was my that was my brief flirtation with mclaren and with uh and with bmw at least uh, as, as a driver and uh, so that that was that but it was apparently unfortunately i don't think any, there's no pictures of it that i know of but apparently it was pretty spectacular i mean what is that like though bob knowing that you're <laughs> you're doing your job and all of a sudden you're flying now, it's not like this is the first time that's happened in motor racing, but yeah, can you describe yeah. to folks what it's like being in a loud, angry, uh, violent machine like this BMW yeah. IMSA GTP thing? I know you mentioned everything went quiet, but yeah, from a sensory well, standpoint, does your body just start saying, what the hell's going on, or do you recognize well, immediately? Not, not immediately, but then what you recognize is you're looking at the world and it's all upside down. And as I said, it got very quiet. You know, it's amazing how little cars, a little sound car, a car makes when it's 30 feet off the ground. And, you know, and then just everything, you're watching the world go around in front of you through the windscreen. And, and then, uh, you know, you hit once and, you know, wait, hit again, wait, hit again. So um, it was lucky because, as I said, it was doing all of its 
main gyrations in the on, in the sand, you know, alongside the, in the grass, alongside the track. Had it been on the concrete, it probably would have been a bit more uh, oh. a bit more shocking. But um, and, and the car actually it wasn't. I mean, it was damaged, but it wasn't that bad. But of course, when the bodywork came off, you know, and, then, and it obviously it took the wing, but I don't think there was much of a rear end left on the car, uh, you know, after that. But um, that's all that really. Uh, came of it how fast do you think you were going bob oh it was fast it was fast i mean it, i was so impressed with that engine i mean my god and it was just so powerful that i mean it was just fun i mean it was just like wow this thing you know who knows if it would have made 12 hours or not but you would have had a hell of a lot of fun no matter how you know how long it lasted <laughs> oh boy well Yes, uh, at least you logged some more time towards your FAA pilot's license. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, and, that, and then, of course, poor Wiley, you know, he had kind of politicked, I believe, a little bit for me. Of course, you know, by that time, I'd won Indy car races and everything else and Daytona and other things. And But poor Wiley, I think, here he is. He's politicked for me to finally get this right. And then he goes out, you know, he, he says, then we go out and kill you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, uh, you know, spectacular you know, I guess would be a good word for it. I mean, as long as you didn't have any uh, folks from the tower next door at the Sebring <laughs> yeah. Airport saying, "Hey, we picked exactly. you up on radar." Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it got that high, but that wasn't that wasn't that far away, so they may have gotten an iPhone. <laughs> they Bob the yeah. Blip Ray Hall coming to a, a radar screen near you. Good lord! Thanks once again to our man Bobby Ray Hall. Oh, Lord. 30 feet. I mean, I'm thinking of major crashes throughout my lifetime that I recall. Indianapolis, Formula One, Monza, uh, you name it. 30 feet might be, if not a record, close to the record holder for height. Oh, Lord. So, huh. Glad we could talk about it and joke about it. Uh, Might not have been so funny back then, but as always, really appreciate Bob. Thanks to all of you for checking in. And also big thanks to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com for supporting all we do. This is your first time listening. You might pay a visit to MarshallPruittPodcast.com, where we have more than 1,000 episodes waiting for your enjoyment.